It's Taco Tuesday! I can smell them already. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Welcome to episode 72. Man, we've done 72 episodes. Quite a a bit of talking. I guess we just don't know how to shut up. The championship golf episode. for 72 (laughs) holes in a PGA tournament. 70. Ooh, okay. I like that. (laughs) We'll stop there. Uh, But no, today today was a fun one. Uh, So I hope you guys enjoy. We talked about getting rid of cardboard boxes. So 3M, Minnesota-based company, is working on a new packaging system uh, for certain uh, sized and weighted items. Uh, So they're going to help improve their cost and efficiency uh, and shipping delivery time as well. So we get into that. And I talk about our our boy Marky Mark, as in Mark Cuban, um, gives us six ways that employers can help retain their top talented employees. Uh, But we talk about how employees as well as uh, sports uh, athletes are actually driving how the environment is that they work in, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, talk about some RLE, uh, get a little gym talk in there finally, and then we talk about intent versus action, and then round it off with uh, our book talk, and I am going back and forth today talk about Gary Vee in Crush It, and talk about reactionary business. Uh, Tim, what kind of rabbit holes do you lead us down? Yeah, so good news in the gambling sports world for the state of Indiana. So Indiana was the second state to legalize sports gambling in the United States, and it's going to take into effect September 1st for 13 casinos. So we'll talk about just the effect that's going to have on the Indiana economy, how it's good news for these casinos, and just for business in general. Uh, And then Google also made a pretty big investment into the housing market in the Bay Area. Uh, You see a lot of these tech companies, how they've impacted the housing market out there. We talk about what Google is doing to kind of put money back into that. and impact that and then I'm also going to talk about how the custodian at the YMCA named Chris taught me a very important lesson about being prepared and lending a helping hand when to need and then in book talk I will end the episode talking about Atomic Habits uh, by James Clear and how starting small can be very very crucial uh, when building a new habit so I hope you guys get a lot from this episode Um, If you enjoy it, leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. We love suggestions on how to be better. Um, So without further ado, episode 72, Dominate This Tuesday. How uh, how's your weekend? It was a great weekend. Yeah. I golfed on Friday. Big surprise. (laughs) Went to a wedding. How'd you shoot? Pretty good, actually. Yeah? Pretty good. You sound surprised. (laughs) Haven't been playing that well lately, but played well this week. Played with a friend from work and his dad it's a good time and good. then uh saturday i went to my roommate's sister's wedding in richmond which is a pretty cool event nice is that uh just this this place that looked like a parking garage that was completely wiped out but it was like a, a wedding reception venue so like pretty, monster warehouse yeah, style yeah monster, okay yeah that's kind of cool though yeah it was i dig that I liked that's it. rad i liked it like people who do stuff in barns i dig that too like, mm-hmm. a little different yeah and you you probably I guess you probably it's cost efficient too. It's probably not as much if you do something that's more like simple like that. But you still, it still yeah. does the job. And like, it's all the open yeah. space you need. Open space, natural light, perfect. Yeah, and probably a floor where if you spill stuff, it's not the big a deal. Right. So, man, nice. Probably didn't slide to, or did they put a dance floor down? No. Um, it was just interesting. They just Straight it up. Out. Yeah. How did how did it slide in the Casper slide? Pretty good. Oh, it was good. Okay, it was good. All right, still let, gotta get let, that slide in. Let loose a little bit. 
Did the wave dance. Uh, <laughs> the wave dance. That comes up at every single bar, every single party, every single wedding. So we have to talk about the wave dance for since we don't have our video yet for these. Uh, the wave dance, imagine hand on the hip, other arm straight up, fully erect in the air. And then you flex your nice wrist. choice of word. You flex your wrist and then extend the wrist. And yep. then you can go hip with or against that motion and really add some yep. a nice blend of herbs and spices there. The whip of the hips and the whip of your wrist as you're, as you're waving it back and yes. forth, they should synchronize. Either way, but either it has way. to be smooth. It's, got, it's either got to synchronize. It's got to be intertwined with each other. Yeah, if it doesn't look smooth and it looks clunky, look, mm-hmm. it's all on the hips, baby. Yeah. Can't look clunky. So if you're going to bust a move on that, people will love it if it's done well. It's like mm-hmm. doing the Carlton. Yeah, <laughs> it's so absurd. Yep. But people love it when it's done right. Yep. Exactly. So good deal, man. Glad you had a good time. Yeah. What about you? How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. I saw saw a lot of good folks. Uh, went out a little bit Friday, and then after a while, just I was kind of done. Mm-hmm. You know, people were like, oh, we're going to another bar. I'm like, I'm just I'm out. Yeah. Like, not that I don't want to hang. I'm just I'm kind of done for for tonight, and probably went back like twelve thirty or one mm-hmm. or so, and then waited up for my roommates. We hung a little later Saturday. Uh, went to Al's for a while, stayed in and had some libates. Nice. And then, uh, oh, Sunday. So Na and I have started watching Animal Kingdom on okay. Amazon Prime. Okay. So it's not like a Planet Earth type of deal. Like it's with uh, some no-name actors. Michael from Peaky Blinders. If okay. if anyone knows Michael Gray from Peaky Blinders, he's a big character, and. Uh, so it's about this family that does like robberies and big time thefts. Like that's how they make their way. Mm-hmm. And so uh, me and Nas started it. I think we probably watched five or six back to back on Sunday. I felt like such a bum, but it was like the first time I've ever just like sat and watched something. Cause at first I was like, I need to go do something. Like I have to at least read first or like, you know, I can't watch another one. I got to do. And I was just like, tell your body to just slow down for today. Like, you're always go. So I was like, you know what? Let's just do that. So I'd finish one and I'd look at Nah. He'd look at me like, one more? All right. All right, all right. <laughs> and then we'd do it again. One more? All right. And that's, finally I'm like, all right. Only because I have to go to church, but we'll pick this up later. Yeah. That's when you know it's a good show when it keeps on reeling yeah, you in like dude. that. Oh, man. And it's to always keep you like, wanting more. Yeah. Like it's, it's good meat and potatoes all throughout, but the end lately is just like, the ultimate cliffhangers mm. and it's like mm, that was so twisted but i need to see what happens <laughs> like you can't not watch like the temptation is so strong i have to figure out on this one how to outwit the devil <laughs> nice time right see i listen to you yeah that reminds me did you see that uh that one video on instagram of this dude holding up a baby alligator Mm-hmm. Uh, like on the golf course. Like oh, this, yes. From this, Barstool. Yes. This dude's holding oh up a baby alligator. Just chilling there. And in the background, you can see the mama alligator. Hauling or the daddy. Ass. Can't tell which, which one yeah. it is. Just hauling ass. About to like, like about 20 yards behind him. And the camera, and the video just ends. Well, because the dude probably had to tell his boy like, yo, it's time to move. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> alligators are quick. Like that's why they tell you to run in zigzags mm-hmm. away from them. Because they can't turn well. But mm-hmm. straight on, dude they'll hunt you down. Yeah. Like no man is going to outrun or woman. No man or woman is going to outrun an alligator straight in a straight line. Bro. And then they grab you, they twist you, they wait till you're done. 
and then they eat you. Like, would, it's twisted yeah. shit. I would love to know what that actually looked like. I know. Once again, maybe, maybe the alligator caught, up both, caught up to both of them, ate both of them, took the video, edited it itself, posted it and, as a lesson to not mess with Okay, them. but they have such short arms. Yeah. And the long snout. So if they try to get close to the screen in order to type... They're gonna they're gonna hit it hit True. their snout on the screen, but they need to type. So, mm. oh, unless they had a Bluetooth keyboard. <laughs> now, okay, I can see your side. I can see your side. That is hilarious. Yeah, I love the video. I I might go on that video on Barstool and just like look through like not a ton of comments, just see if anyone asked like, hey, what happened to this? Yeah. Or see if the kids made like a follow-up video. Because like you can't, that's like a worse cliffhanger than Animal Kingdom does. Exactly. Like I need to know, are these kids okay? Yeah. Need to know. We need a viral follow-up. We need it. Let's real quick DM them on Instagram because you know they'll see it. Get a quick interview. Put that shit out. And then when they get the follow-up video, they're like, hey, now can we do another one? We're already in. <laughs> God. Let's do it. Let's DM them tonight. So you're like, uh, Van Wilder, write that down. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, what's going on in the world? Yeah, so you'll love this topic. <laughs> Other than uh, alligators on kids and <laughs> golf courses. We got Indiana sports betting. Mm-hmm. What so about I got some good news for the casinos in Indiana. So obviously back in like earlier this year, like May, a couple months ago, Indiana became the second state. Uh, in the U.S. to uh, pass sports gambling law. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could do it. But the next step was to actually award uh, licenses to vendor vendors and casinos so that they could do this. And Indiana state gaming officials released a full list of casinos and sports that you can bet on effective September 1st. So pretty much any casino that you know of in Indiana probably has it. So 13 of them, like... The, cl- the classic one in Michigan City, the blue chip one. That's uh, a great casino, I'll tell you what. Yeah, Hoosier Park, Anderson, Horseshoe Casino in Hammond, uh, Ameristar in East of Chicago. So all the like the main ones that you would go to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you can bet on NFL, NBA, MLB, NASCAR, college football, basketball, baseball, PGA, Summer and Winter Olympics, UFC, soccer, just pretty much anything. This is so great. So winner of the year Indiana casinos, man, they got to be just licking their chops at what the amount oh. of revenue that's going to be coming into their casino. Yeah, you know they all bought, bought fresh Ferraris. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right, let's go, boys. They, we about to get gambling money now. Yeah, they bought stock for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah the, the next step, though, is uh, to create the actual rules. Uh, so the rules regarding them, because we mm-hmm. don't have a structured list, but that's going to take place at the August 28th meeting. So. Okay. And Couple, you said this is effective September first. Yeah, so, so they're going to be close. They're going to be creating the rules like right before they can allow it. So you think that's Pretty a good p- idea or a bad idea? I mean, I don't think you can really screw this up if you're. Look how much we can. We we are good at screwing up. Yeah, no. So that, that's a big weekend. That August 28th, 29th, 30th, and September yeah. weekend. So we may have to do a follow up episode about that just to release the. Uh, yeah. Talk about the rules. But. Be interested to see what the rules are. And part of me thinks, like, it'll be pretty loose. Because mm-hmm. first round, it'll be pretty loose. Yeah. They don't know the problems yet because they haven't seen any. Yeah. Like, this September 1st is, is the casinos testing the actual technology behind everything. So this yeah. is, I mean, while it's it's launching, it is this is a trial. So there's, there's going to be room for improvement. So That's cool. I like that. Um, you've been to uh, any of those casinos? Yeah, I've been to the Michigan City one because yeah. I went to Hoosier Fight Club and then... I've also been to the one in Anderson. 
Okay. So. Is that the one right off the expressway, or is that the one in Shelbyville that I'm thinking of? That's the one off the expressway. Okay. Then yeah. I think I've been to that one. For some reason, I always thought Indiana Grand. But, yeah, I've been to that one. Yeah. Um, blue Chip, man. Good stuff. You ever had their buffet? No. Do I need to, do I need so, to get on that? I, I don't remember when it happened, but when I was younger, so we keep our, our place in Buffalo, and it's close to Michigan City. So... Like, we went there for dinner once, but you have cuisines from, like, all the countries. Mm-hmm. And I'm like a kid in the candy store. Like, a good buffet with, like, good, good food. Yeah, you need to check that out. <laughs> all right. That or, like, Four Winds in, in New Buffalo, Michigan, they have a good buffet, too. Like, casino buffets, like, if it's a nice casino, good buffet. Okay. Not cheap, but it's you get what you pay for. Yeah, so go go hungry, mm-hmm. and be a man about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, go hungry. Yeah, keep drinking throughout the night, so you get hungry again. Yeah, so you can go back. Right, right. Um, but yeah, good good casino there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I I think that's like because why not? Yeah, like there's so many websites on gambling. Like you might as well get some benefit instead of losing it all to them. Yeah, it's just good for business. It's good for it's good for everybody. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. Well, not if you have a problem, but yeah, well. That's a separate issue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you got? Uh, so um, we're trying to get rid of cardboard boxes. So 3M, uh, Minnesota-based company, is using uh, what they call flex and seal for items up to three pounds or less. So trying to mitigate uh, their whole kind of packaging and shipping uh, costs, make it more efficient. So what it is, <clears throat> excuse me, it's uh, made of three layers. First one is like an internal adhesive that sticks to itself. Second layer is middle cushioning, similar to like bubble wrap. Um, but bubble wrap, you get to pop them. So it's a little more fun. Mm-hmm. And then the outside layer is tougher. It's tear and water resistant. So uh, how it works, you spray it open on you know your counter or whatever. And the adhesive side, obviously sticking up, you place your item whatever it is that you're sending in there, then you fold it over and then you press down all around your item and that's what seals it. Mm. And I think it said you have like up to a minute or two like to still be able to kind of pick at it and if open it if, if it you don't lay it right. It yeah, yeah. But it's, it's quick though. And then they said after it's <clears throat> like sealed, you got to like cut it open. Mm-hmm. Um, I read the article. They compared it to a calzone. I like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I'm like, okay, I yeah. can jive. No, that's good. And then I was curious, are you a calzone guy, Tim? I am, yeah. Yeah. The time is right. Okay, if the time is right. I like most like pizza-related, pizza-ish type stuff. So. Okay. So if it's got sauce, dough, and cheese, yeah, you're usually in. Yeah. What okay. about you? I can tell you're not. Um. Well, if I could eat them, yeah. I don't think there's a dairy and gluten-free calzone. Oh, okay, okay. Well, maybe there is, and I just don't know about it. But, like, if there were a goat cheese calzone, throw some pepperoni in there, maybe Mm -hmm. throw some spinach. Uh, Yeah, I I like calzones, but, yeah, I just, I don't eat them because I can't. And they're heavy, too, man. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the other thing. They're just heavy. Yeah. But, no, I respect it. Respect the good calzone. (laughs) Um, Have you seen the Seinfeld episode with the time place where kramer puts his pants in the oven no i've not seen that one it's a good one it's based around calzones too uh but no so i like this move for 3m yeah and so they said that items that they ship or are 
bought online, three pounds or less, like this makes up about 60% of those. Okay. So, so it's like, not going to be for all their products, just for the stuff that's below three, three pounds, pounds or less. Yeah. Okay. So, but still that's a, more than half of what they're shipping and getting bought online for. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to change their own game in terms of efficiency and cost. Yeah. Cause for them, it's good because you obviously save time for, for the actual humans that are pa- humans or robots that are packaging this stuff. You mm-hmm. save time there. I'm sure it's a lot cheaper. What is this going to help? Uh, is this going to shorten delivery time for, for products? Uh, I think they're trying to have more same day delivery and especially yeah. like via Amazon too. So they're trying to also, yes, increase uh, delivery speed. Yeah, and I wonder if they have, if 3M has a patent on this too, because it says they developed it themselves, and they are selling ten foot, twenty foot, and forty foot rolls anywhere from twelve twelve ninety nine to forty eight ninety nine. So it sounds like it. Yeah. So I wonder if they if they're actually going to get a true patent on this, and it could be like another stream of revenue for them as well. So be smart too. Good for them. I'm sure if they're doing it, it's already in motion. Yeah. But yeah, I hope be, it, I hope it works out for them. If you can sell something like that mm-hmm. and have. Because you'll have companies on retainer for that kind of purchase. Yeah. Like think about Amazon. Amazon is not going to stop buying something like that if they find it improves their cost and efficiency. Mm-hmm. And more same-day delivery turnaround. Yeah. Like, Or maybe they'll create their own. Who knows? Probably. But, you know. This is good, though. I like, I, I'm, I'm watching the video of them wrapping the ping pong paddle. It's, it's good. Of course you like that one. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it just looks so easy. You just literally fold it over, just press it. No, yeah, you just press around no ta- it. No, it, it sticks itself. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. It, and it's like so simple. Yeah. Flex and seal. And it's taken this long of shipping goods to have something like that. Yeah. Interesting. See, there's still more stuff that's not not out. Yeah. So much money out there. Yep. A lot of RVs in that parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of cars in that parking lot. <laughs> an opportunity <laughs> to seize everything you ever wanted <laughs> uh what else you got <laughs> yeah so uh, google uh invested 50 million to build low-income housing in the bay area hmm. so they're not the only i want to preface this by they're not the only company doing this because here's what's kind of happened over the last 10 years in silicon valley you have these tech companies coming in these tech companies hire very, very skilled people for very, very skilled jobs. Mm-hmm. So the amount of money that these people are making is going to be higher. The jobs are going to be paying higher. So all across the board, that causes house prices to increase. And that's eventually led to a shortage of houses in the Bay Area because everything's so freaking expensive. Yeah. Like the Warriors, they're moving mm-hmm. stadiums and they're pricing out their true fans that were there from the beginning because just everything's just going up high. But this is, this is about housing. So Google... They made a one billion promise last month, so two hundred and fifty million of this is going to be going towards building five thousand affordable homes in the area. So this fifty million that they invested uh, is the biggest is going towards that towards mm-hmm. those five thousand homes, and it's going towards something called the Housing Trust Silicon Valley Tech Fund. So this is where all the the companies like uh, LinkedIn, Cisco, Microsoft, Facebook, they're th- this is what they're donating to for this housing initiative. Uh, so Google did 250 million towards the affordable homes and they're go- that they're going to be projecting 750 million towards just land 
to build houses. Mm. So I thought this was interesting. I think um, I think it's good for that these companies are realizing, hey, we kind of caused this issue. Yeah. Not if it's if it's an issue like it's a, it's an issue that happened inadvertently. Like we drove this. Yeah. So it's good to see like them actually like realizing that that they need to actually fund the economy, the housing economy as well. Um, so yeah, most of the funded homes by this program will be 60% of the median net income of the whole area, which would support a family of four. So okay. I think it's good. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm always down for paying it forward. No mm-hmm. doubt. Uh, it, like if you have the means then yeah, I think you should. Yeah. So I, uh, I think this is super cool. Like I, I would eventually like to get to a place where I could have my own charity. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird. I've mapped it out too. What would you? What would your charity be? Mental health awareness. Okay. Mm-hmm. For just all types of ages. All types. It would probably be geared more towards the younger generation. Yeah. And to where I would want to get in touch with like Bob Vito, who has friends that do that mm-hmm. in in schools yeah. for younger kids with great programs. Uh, I apologize right now. I can't remember the name of that program. Rem- Remedy Live. Yes. Yes. Thank you, sir. Like to where I'd want to like meet with people like them, bring them in. Like, so it'd probably, probably be geared more towards like, yeah, younger uh, millennial generation, like our, our people and stuff, but like, okay. well, not our people, but like kind of our group of, of yeah. people just going through it. People going, people either transitioning to college or people transitioning out of college. That too, because that so gets just... a lot of people and that gets underestimated that it's going to get you. Mm-hmm. Like I've underestimated just a job change, not even moving at the same time. Yeah. Let alone put those two together. Yeah. So yeah, I think doing that uh, and having something that could just really promote a good cause and hopefully mm-hmm. get a lot of attention. Yeah. I think that could really be something cool. You've like, written all this down? You see, should, man. Put, I, put it to paper. I have. It's going to come true. See, this is the problem. I keep a lot of monogam still. Like, I have inventions just sitting up there, too. Bro, write that down. Well, some Don't is, lose it. Some's in my phone, but, man, okay. no one can steal it from my brain. I know, but no one can steal it from your paper, either, if you're protective of oh, it. Oh, man. People <laughs> hack anything. The cloud. They're going to get into the cloud. They're going to they, take all your... They hack my notebook. I keep all of my ideas on my OneNote, which is in the cloud, so maybe I'm at risk. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> I bet one of your inventions is going to be made in three years, and they're going to be a billion. <laughs> you need to get a OneNote, dude. It, my whole my whole brain is in OneNote. Hmm. I mean, I have like the Notes app mm. and stuff, so I, I use that a lot. I have a lot of notes. Yeah. Um, I always keep it like kind of open too, just because something will come for the podcast or right. other. But uh, no, I'm I'm down to clown with this. Good job, Google. Yeah. Nice. Um. So I was reading about your boy, uh, Mark Cuban, who's responded to your Legend. email before. Just saying. He responded to Patrick, too. Oh, Patrick oh, read his book, and he emailed Now it's him. not as secretive. Damn it, Patrick. <laughs> Still, though. It's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, maybe I should read his book and send him an email. Yeah, you should. Watch well, me not get a response. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, Slager. Hey, did you ever ask him for an interview? Like, yo, what, 10 minutes. We 10 could get minutes. it. We could get it. I think we could. Uh, so I was reading, uh, Inc. did an article on him, and of course it's a catchy headline, like how he kind of gives a harsh truth to a lot of companies, but started as gearing it towards the NBA. So he was saying that players uh, have been kind of taking control of their working environment. Yes, I would agree with that. To where 
players are working with their agents, with other players, etc., to kind of work with each other. Like, hey, this is the culture I'm looking for. Oh, hey, me too. Where where are your feelers at? Mm-hmm. And how do you think all these people end up getting exactly who they want on the same team? Like players are talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Their agents are talking. You know, they're, they're making things happen, whether it's simply more money, uh, a more desirable city, a more desirable locker room, coach, whatever it may be, they're starting to drive. Mm-hmm. But Mark Cuban twisted it and said the same is for regular jobs. Oh, yeah. So the the day and age of staying at one company for 40, 50, 60 years is going. Mm-hmm. It's just... People want to work for different companies to where if you have a good talent, now it's on the employer to make sure that everything they can offer from culture to pay to, you know, I don't know, even the coffee in the break room. Free gym membership. Yeah, that. Like you need to make sure that you are desirable enough in every way to keep your top talent on your team. Mm -hmm. It's a long-term investment. Yeah. And, and sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and shell out more than you thought you might in whatever sense that, yeah. that may be. But I thought it was interesting how he kind of took it to that because it's, it's true. How many friends do we both have where it's like job number four or five, six? I mean, I don't know how many jobs you've had since you started just working in general mm-hmm. as a younger kid. But like I've had so many different jobs. Like I've done a bunch yeah. of different things. So. It's, and it's uh, good. It's good. It's good to do different stuff. Yes. From the, from the angle that you're young, you want to try things that you like. You yeah. don't want to put all your eggs in one basket right away. Exactly. Just block yourself off from it. And things. figure out what you really like. Yeah. But uh, so he had he had six things companies must have to retain good employees. So one is good coaching, and I thought about our so interview coming out uh, soon with Tim Roberts. Oh my gosh, that's going to be We talked about fire. coaching and how I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my salespeople, that's that's your episode. But uh, talk about good coaching. So actually working with the people and being like a mentor, a coach, like wanting to see them do well. Mm-hmm. That's what a coach is. Uh, team empowerment. So exactly what we're talking about. They want to feel like they have a say. They have some control and some authority to do what they're doing. Like, let them do their thing. Um, number three, inclusive team environment. So you want it, you know, all like cogs of the wheel. Everything is working together real well. Uh, good communication. I think that's for anything and anyone in any situation. But people don't know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So you right. got to say it. Uh, clear vision and strategy. Like, you need good direction. Why are you doing it? You know, like what? what's the purpose behind it? Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure people understand what they're a part of and what their role means and what it, how it contributes. Because if they think they're just a number, they're going to stop caring about it all. Mm-hmm. And then career development and support. So pushing them up up the ladder, if you will. Making sure they, they get to that next goal, whatever it may be, career-wise, personal. Like support them, push them, and help them do the hard stuff too. So... Like those are big things like good coaching, team empowerment, inclusive team environment, good communication, clear vision and strategy, career development and support. That's how you keep your top talent, according yeah. to Mark Cuban. And I like Mark Cuban. He's, he's all right. I mean, oh, he did okay. Man. He's one of my favorite entrepreneurs. I, he's top my five. favorite on Shark Tank forever. Top five. All the yeah. time. Yeah, he's, he's a killer. Started out selling printers. Yeah. He's a killer. Yeah. And how to win the sport of business, I would 
highly yeah. suggest people read that. It's a collection of his top blog posts. I mean, yeah. just, I, I'm so glad you brought this topic up. Yeah. And just like, and I'm biased because I'm a Mark Cuban fan. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, but I, I think this is still super powerful and I think every employer should, should really adhere to and not take lightly. Yeah. And it's one, like most companies send out like employees, like surveys to gauge for these things, but that's like 25% of the battle. If you're a company and you're gathering information on how employees feel about these six things, mm-hmm. do that. But then what are you doing with that information to have a open dialogue with your, with your employees? Cause I think, with a lot of companies, they'll they'll send something out like a, a survey that gauges, oh, how do you feel about working here, mm-hmm. and then it just stops there. Yeah, like what are you doing as a company to to get that info, process it, and then schedule a follow up with your company? Like, hey, what can we do to tackle these and make things better? Like, get yeah. their input. Like, and it's it- a two way conversation. And the other thing is like the the career development and support. I think, and it's easy for companies to do this. You got to realize that like every person who works for your business is a business of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's an entrepreneur of their own life. Everyone has a, a number one goal that they want to achieve, whether it's more money, whether it's a leadership position. And while it should align with your company goals, it's all also good to try to look at it from their point of view. Like how can I help this employee reach the, their, their specific goal that they want? How can I increase their bottom line as a human, as mm-hmm. a contributor to the world? I think that gets lost sometimes. Yep. It's oh. easy to, because everyone's got their own thing that, like, everyone's got different company goals. Yeah. For themselves, for the company, so. Yeah, not not everyone wants that, all the same things, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, well said. Yeah. Simple and, as that. Yeah. And I, just the interesting thing that he said, like, about the NBA and the, and how it applies to like regular people. You and know he, what? and he's a fan of that by the yeah. way. He's a fan of the players. Yeah. And you know why that is? The internet. Social media. Yep. Like back in like the 80s and 90s, players like weren't friends with each other on other teams cuz they couldn't really communicate that much. Like you had phones, like you could call people, but like today's society with social media, like you literally see everything of what's going on mm-hmm. on other teams all the time. Like you have you have such a you can be a fly on the wall in virtually any NBA locker room just because of social media now. And people yeah. can communicate as easily. And that's why I feel like you have a lot more people like going out and searching because the info and the data is there for them to see themselves. Yeah, That's how people feel about other careers too. Like People see like what other companies are doing. They can look people up. They can look at what the experience is like. And they can easily communicate with other companies and jump ship and do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing what the internet's done for this specific like concept right like, here yeah you know shopping teams shopping companies it's all the mm-hmm. same yeah you're going in the dms you're figuring out what's what yeah you're pulling a like kevin you're going inside you're finding out what the deal is yeah what's on the table yeah so <sighs> great topic dude. good on you mark cuban let's ride yeah all right tim what uh what happened in your real life yeah so lately? i was i was biking to the gym and my handlebars came loose same day that uh, you lost uh, headphones to the rain? No, no, that happened. That I happened was going to say, ago. did you get double whammied on that day? Yeah. Or I guess triple. <laughs> that would have sucked Man. in the rain. Right. But yeah, pretty much my handlebars came loose from my bike. And I could still ride the bike, but it's very dangerous to ride with loose handlebars because it doesn't turn it doesn't turn the way you want it to. Right. Uh, and this happened on my way to the gym. 
So I parked my bike there. And, and I, nothing can be on the way home. I know, right? It always happens Damn. like that. Damn. Uh, and it would have been dangerous for me to ride home like that. Like I would, I would have probably had, I would have probably had to either ride like two miles per hour or just like walk it home. Um, and I went up to the front desk. I was like, I needed an Allen wrench to, to mm-hmm. fix it back. Cause I knew I had one at home, but it was dark out. It would have been a very tough trip back if I hadn't had anything. So I went up to the front desk. Uh, I talked to the front person and I'm like, Hey, do you guys have a toolkit? And out of nowhere, the custodian comes out from like the other room because she overheard us talking. Uh, her name's Chris, and she's like, "I've got a toolbox, a, a mini toolbox for you to use to do this." Oh, right on. She was the only person that had, they didn't. The Y didn't have a tool kit there, surprisingly, what? but this lady did. Um, and it was just a, a true helping hand in a time of need, and just someone who's probably appreciated, but not as appreciated as what they should be for an organization like. That's how you make a significant impact on someone who is a customer of yours at, mm-hmm. at the YMCA. Um, and she was just a really nice lady, and she fixed me up. She, she got me the tool, and I was able to go home. And just use it, like, from her perspective, like, using her preparation and resources to help someone in a time of need. It's just, it makes such a huge impact, impact on me. And I think it was just a cool thing that happened, and it made me think, like, how can I do that for other people? Like, what other things can I, like... I was going to ask you this too. It's like, what tools can I bring with me on a daily basis to help people out and something mm. like that? And the things I had were bring an extra charger for someone who needs something, uh, a breath mint or gum for someone that needs it, eye drops, someone needs a pain reliever, extra floss. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you have a big sales meeting in the afternoon, you have lunch with your boss, you guys eat like ribs for lunch or something. It's like, oh shoot, I got stuff in my teeth. I got floss. Okay, I need to spin <laughs> this real quick. I hate to interrupt you. We've talked about this. But also on the other side of that, what's the person going to think? Dude carries extra floss. <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with that? I started carrying it because I, I eat beef jerky during the day. <laughs> I need it. God, I love beef jerky, but I don't know if I can carry some floss, man. Oh, come. What are you, what are you supposed to get food in your teeth? And you don't have a toothpick. Learn to chew. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, if you learn how to chew right, it's going to get in your yeah, teeth. Yeah. Um, but what? Are, no, that's you, <laughs> no. I just I just had to spin that on its head. I yeah, had to, I had though. to be a, a short term, just wise guy. I know people carry like the little floss sticks, like you know how you have like the plastic thing you just. Oh yeah, yeah. But it would be weird for someone to carry like a roll of floss, <laughs> like, like what I do. Well, what's weirder in that sense? A roll or carrying a bag of those sticks? What's I weirder? I think the roll probably. See, because the roll is meant to be at your home. I would think the roll, like, but you can get the mini travel one. So it's like it's sleek and sexy. It's small. It fits yeah. anywhere. But like the sticks, <laughs> I was like, yo, this dude just carrying floss sticks. Floss sticks. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they're called, but it is now. So yeah, I'm just it, this specific. All right, thing, continue your list. I'm sorry. No, Do you no, have a no. Few more? The other thing was a mini tool kit, like what okay, she had. It was, okay. it was like a little pouch of mini tools, and then sunscreen was the other thing I was gonna do. Ooh, that's a good. I feel one. Like out. Can you think of anything else you'd add to that list? Hair ties. Hair ties. Oh. I have hair ties at work. That is a good idea as well. Because since I work, uh, like with a lot of people's necks and stuff. Um, Oftentimes, like more times than you think. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'd say women may have one. Yeah. But you'd be surprised. A lot of times they don't. So uh, one of my docs has a container of hair ties. I forget the exact saying, but it's something like wherever my hair tie ends up, like yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Just like a fun, goofy little like tin box that you open. And so I had one last week. I was like, oh, hey, uh, do you need a hair tie? Because I noticed uh, she didn't have one around her wrist. 
I was like, oh, do you need a hair tie? She said, oh, yeah, please. And so I just have my little flip open cupboard in my desk and I get a hair tie. That's just amazing. Yeah. But <laughs> like if a girl like, why do you have hair ties? Like, you just need one. Mm-hmm. Like, so I use it all the time. But hair ties, yes. Yeah. Like hair imagine tie, if, that's a good one. if Brett needs a hair tie and you're like, babe, I got you. I got you. What color? See, like that just makes you memorable. If any, like if you always are there, like it's such a small effort on your end to just have that. It's no extra effort, just a couple extra minutes yeah. to pack it. But like in the other person's eyes, like they're not going to forget you for that. Yeah. I'm not going to forget Chris at the, at the YMCA for doing right. that. Right. I was about to say like now Chris is someone who hooked you up. Yeah. Like she hooked it up. Yeah. And law of reciprocation, I feel like I need to help her out at some point down the line as well. Yeah. And I will. Yeah. So. Like now you two have like. Once, like, I know she didn't do it for reciprocity, but once once you do reciprocate, mm-hmm. you guys are going to have that relationship to yep. where it's like, it's gonna, then going to be like, oh, hey, like, like I got the snack, like, mm-hmm. try this, like, this is super good, like, for a long day if you don't have time to eat much or, or whatever it may be, or she might mm-hmm. get you something, like, fitness-related or basketball, you know? Yeah. It anything. just, like, it takes it, like, what you just did is peel layer of the onion back. That's right. Then it's like... You're not just a gym goer. Chris is not just a custodian. We're friends. Damn straight. We're we're plugs. <laughs> <laughs> Tool plug. That's good. I like that though. Yeah. Because it's just like it's so small, but like you said, so impactful. Mm-hmm. And like to you on that day, like that meant the world. Right. Like you could safely ride your bike home. Yep. Made so that was a big deal to you. Yes, sir. Good job, Chris. What's up? Um. So I had like. I had a gym one as well, but then I had an interesting thought within the last like few days as well that I wanted okay. to ask. So my gym thing, we haven't talked about the gym for a while, so I'm glad we're getting in it. Like locker room, one guy taking up the whole bench. <laughs> and you know, where I go, there's like, there's sections, you know, mm-hmm. there's like a uh, use so you can pick your lock or whatever. And there's bench in there. You know? respectfully, if you put your bag on it, you put it over as far as you can to one edge so everyone can sit or put their shoes on, whatever. Man, how many bags do some of these people need to bring in the gym? (laughs) What are you doing? Like, do you go on vacation while you were here too? And it's like, but you spray it all out. Like, you got your shoes here next to your your clothes, next to your dirty clothes, next to your protein, next to, oh, oh, you're sitting down, and then your phone and headphones are on the other side. And it's like, bro. You know, there's six other people in here. Yeah. Yes, I know how to properly hip hinge, but I don't want to keep bending over to tie my damn shoes. And the people that don't move it either. Yeah, give a brother some space. Like, it's one thing to have it there, see someone come in, and be like, oh, sorry, I'll move this oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, like, oh, you're like good, you dude. Saved, you saved it. You saved it there. Yeah. But the people that just continue, like, hey, this is my locker room. Yeah. This and is my bench. Yeah, I've done that where it's like, you know, it's a slower time. I yeah. just got my, my stuff spread out and someone comes over like goes to a locker. Even if they don't go straight to the bench in the locker, I just slide yeah. it right over, yeah. throw stuff in my bag. Like, oh, let me get this out of your way. Like, as long as you're cool about it, they don't care. Like, just clean it up. Yeah. Like, tighten it in, too. Like, lock it up. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, but I, I, I had a thought. So, like, in, you know, people like, oh, well, uh, it's a thought that counts, right? And I was I was thinking about this within like even conversation too, where if you say something where it's like, Oh, I really didn't mean that, like 
but in my in my head it made sense, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, oh, I did this, and I thought that would be like a good thing or an appreciated thing, but it really didn't get the effect I wanted it to. So does intent or action matter? And I brought this up to a couple of coworkers earlier, and they each had different spins on it. So you can obviously play both sides, but I don't know if is is one more important. I guess we can start there. Intention or action. Like what is actually said or done versus what the intention behind it was. And my doc had a good take on this in regards to relationships. He goes, all right, take, take me and my wife or whoever, boyfriend, girlfriend. He goes, you can forgive, but you can never forget. So it's like the action or the words, like those are not forgotten, maybe forgiven, regardless of your intention. At that point, your intention is kind of thrown to the wayside. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, like that's how it came out or that's what happened or that's what I did but that wasn't like that wasn't the goal mm-hmm. by by any stretch so it's like do you have a thought is one more important cuz it is easy to play against each i think it's i want to say it's 50-50 50-50 okay i'd say maybe the action a little bit more because the action is the follow through of the intent mm-hmm. okay. but i think it's important to be transparent with your intent too. Like if you do something and it didn't have the effect that you wanted, you can always just be like, Hey, like I didn't mean it for it to be like that. But if you're like transparent with your intent from the very start of your action, like make sure, like the person should know why. So have a nice preface, right? Like the per, I mean, and that's not always going to be, you may not be able to always do that, but the person should either know you well enough or you should be like, like you should have, should have built that brand for yourself from the beginning that people just know why you do things. But it's also easy to just get confused about intent because it happens all the time. Right. I'm just, I'm, th- I'm talking about a perfect world here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, pl- but I think the act, I think the action might, I, I think the action's like, more important. Like a 60, 40 or you like even like 55, 50, probably 55, or 50, 40, 55, 55 uh, you need the intent, 45. you need the intent to motivate you to do the action. Like at all, that's where it starts. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the action is you actually like following through, which I think following mm. through is, is more important than, than starting something. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people start a lot of stuff, but that's true. Who's actually finishing. Interesting. Speech. Action. I like that. That's a good answer. Yeah. And I think, you like yourself would be doing yourself a disservice if you had an intent and then didn't act on it. Oh, okay. But if you act on it, didn't have the right intent, like at least you can be like, Hey, I did this. Yeah. Like I had the, I had the motivation to do it. Mm. Now it's my job to follow up with the person. Sure. Whether it had the intent or not. Mm. So I think it's three parts. You got the, you got the intent, you got the action and then you got the follow up. Yeah. And the follow-up either fix something bad that happened or follow up on something good that happened. And be like, hey, like, cool. I can get behind that. So I like that great, answer. Great question. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate your your thought provocation on that one. Yeah. Because now you got me thinking. I was really thinking on that one. No, I liked it though. Like, and that's what I appreciate. But that's yeah, good spin. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it it hit me the other day, and so I was like, hmm. I don't know if this has like a concrete answer, but we don't need it to. Yeah. I was just interested on, on your thoughts on it because I like how you think. Yeah. Right on. All right, man. You want to get nerdy with it? Yeah. All right. I, uh, <clears throat> so this is from Gary Vee today. Uh, but he talked about, like, yeah, you should always, like, go all in on your strengths, uh, make sure you love what you do, etc. 
but he added that entrepreneurs must always practice uh, quote unquote reactionary business, uh, which he says at heart is just about being willing and able to adapt and change. This is where most companies and business people lose the game by refusing to admit their mistakes or neglecting to look ahead to see what could negatively impact their business. So as we read in college, uh, who moved my cheese, you have to adapt to the environment. Mm -hmm. You have to adapt to what is going on in the industry that you're in. Because odds are high you're not driving the industry changes that are happening. Mm -hmm. And so the environment is not going to wait for you or adapt to you. Just right. it's the market is the market is the market. Right. And so he in this chapter talked big on you must move with it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you lose. And so it's like, yeah, you need to be very uh, optimistic in exactly what you're doing, your process, uh, your direction. But if you have to pivot a little bit, yeah, you got to detour. Like you you have to change a few things. Like not you have to change the your whole business model or your whole uh, why of you're doing it, but you have to change a few things along the way. It's just, it's bound to happen with mm -hmm. anything and everything. Oh yeah. So, uh, but he called it reactionary business, which I kind of dug. It's a, it's a different term that doesn't get thrown around much that I, I liked, uh, but made me think of who moved my cheese that we read in, in school too. Yeah. So got to move with the cheese, baby. Yeah. I mean, if you do the same thing over and over and expect the same result, that's insanity. <laughs> so, Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, simple but effective. Like, it, it makes sense. Yeah. And uh, this reminds me of something that Mark Cuban also said. And Gary Vee says it too. But uh, just talking about just the future of, of business. Like, Mark Cuban in an article said, like, if I were to start, like, all the businesses that I want to start as a child, I would never start them today. He's like, if I were, hmm. if I were to start a business today, I would literally build it around voice, Alexa, Google yeah. Home. Like, that's what he said. He's like... People who know how to code and write skills on Alexa, mm -hmm. they're the most valuable people in business, he says. So, man. And, like, if you're a business owner, like, I would look immediately into that. Like, how do I, how do I, because businesses are using Alexa, people are using Alexa to look up things to go do. So, mm -hmm. if you can understand and reverse engineer that. Yeah. One, it's like, look how everything is kind of going backwards, kind of like old school again, to where first we had radio, then we had TV. Mm -hmm. Now people are going, I mean, it's podcasting, but people are going back to radio essentially. Yeah. You know, think about like XM, Pat McAfee show and stuff. Like people are tuning in to live radio and then podcasts mm -hmm. and watching live podcasts. Yeah. I think it's fun. I don't know why it's so fun to watch a podcast, but it is. Yeah. Uh, so... It just, it makes sense and everything, because you can also multitask while listening to, like you yeah. can listen and do something else. Yeah. You can't watch and do something else. You just can't. Uh, so, uh, I guess we made a good call so yeah. far. On-demand radio is what it is. <laughs> On-demand radio and interactive radio. Pretty much. Yeah. Interactive radio with the Alexa. But. Yeah. What uh, what you got? Yeah, so piggybacking off of Atomic Habits by James Clear, mm -hmm. um, they said something that really resonated with me. Um, talking about s starting small with goals. And they said that any larger life goal can be transformed into a two-minute behavior. Hmm. And 
following up on a question you asked about this book, you said, how long does it take to form a habit? And while it doesn't answer that question specifically, it says when you start a new habit, any habit that you're doing, it should take two minutes to do it first. Okay. That's where you should start. Like, instead of reading before bed each night, read one page. Instead of doing 30 minutes of yoga and meditation every day, just get out your yoga mat at first. I mean, it also talks, huh. when studying for class, just open your book and just have it on your table next to your chair. Just I was good at that. Start. <laughs> and then after that, I was... <laughs> I'd put my uh, header on my essay and then take a break. <laughs> yeah. But they're just saying, like, even though you're not doing a large quantity of activity, if you start small and just do that over and over, like, it's going to become, like, ingrained in, in your brain. Like, your environment's going to be used to it. And you just build it up as time goes on because you've just done it so many times. Yeah. So huh. start with one page. If you're trying to read more, just read for like five, like two minutes a day. Yeah. At first, just keep doing that. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's and and what you said last time about this, adding it to something else. Mm-hmm. Habit stack. So if if you already have something in your nightly or morning routine, and say you're adding, let's keep it easy you're adding the yoga Mm -hmm. so if you wake up and you write or you write before bed or whatever it is reading whatever but then add just getting a yoga mat out and leave it at that for like what a few days a week then like that's pretty easy for most people to do Mm -hmm. like all right i'm already walking to my bed i will go grab my yoga mat uh because i'm about to write or i did just write or i did just read and I'm just going to lay it out and then I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. I mean, just like do that every extra, day. extra what? Like eight seconds? Yeah. And then maybe like a week from now after doing that for five days straight, maybe you'll you'll sit. Yeah. For a minute. Yeah. Which is crazy. I've been, I've kind of gotten off my journal game a little bit in the morning. Like I've, like, I've been writing good stuff, but mm. I've just been, it's been like an every like three or four days. Trust me, the content ain't the problem. (laughs) No, for real though. But I've been starting lately. I'm just writing one sentence a day. That's all I've been doing every morning. For the last two weeks, I've done one sentence a day. Um, It's just amazing. Like getting back into, I feel like what they were saying is like when you first start like a new habit, when it starts to feel like a chore, that's when you should stop. Mm. You should also do, you should, when starting a new habit, you should do less than what you think you can do because you'll just want to do it more next time. Gotcha. Crave it. Okay. So something to think think about if you're, if you're trying to start that new skill that you're trying to develop, like just start small, start two minutes. I like that. That's good. Cause it's like anyone and everyone can do that. Yeah. So, So. yeah, that's, uh. Atomic Habits by James Clear. Fantastic book. I've, I've been jumping around. I've been literally just. Yeah. I haven't read it from start to finish. I've been, I've been picking chapters. I've been jumping too, and then I've been off my writing game as well. But I did finish my old journal. I had to go buy a new one the other day. Oh, good. And I was like, it's an accomplishment. A week and a half, maybe without a journal. <laughs> Oops. Uh, maybe two. Just being honest. But I have like my one journal that I do like my gratitude and then where I journal about the day. Mm hmm. And then I have a different one that I write, like my poetry and things like more, it's not better, it's just different. Like 
the gratitude and daily journaling, like that can just go and go and go, or it's a few sentences. But like the other stuff, if something different comes to me, like a little more creative side, it's like, ooh, I got a good start to a poem here. Let's write this. Then I'll use that journal. Or if I write any music, I'll use that one. So Good. I like, I like that. I like to keep separate journals. I'm weird like that. No, it's good. James Clear. Thank you for making my mind clear. Thank you for your thoughts, James. Going clear. Scientology. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll just end on that one. Hey, let's wrap this one up. You got anything else, man? No, I think I'm good. All right. Hey, uh, everyone, do us a favor, pretty, pretty please. If you're enjoying the show, uh, you like what you're hearing, please head over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Let us know who or what you'd like to hear on the show as well. We do like to hear back from you. Uh, but if you do leave uh, that rating and review, then DM us on Instagram at Off the Dome Radio. Let us know your name, uh, your Apple ID, because we can't identify everyone. And let us know you did so. Give us a good mailing address. We will send you a free laptop sticker. And until next time, enjoy your motherfucking Tuesday.